Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. So the show's starting like three minutes late today. It's totally my fault. I was on a coaching call with Steve Myers in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, and he and I were talking about centers of influence and past clients. <laughs> and uh, I was having to prove to him or convince him that literally every single person that he knows or will ever know is either in the market to buy or sell real estate or knows somebody that's in the market to buy or sell real estate because his homework was to make 25 really solid contacts and you know he's going to do it. And then I asked him how many leads he'll get as a result of those contacts. And he said one. And so, I mean, it led me into this conversation about how every single person, you know, is in the market to buy or sell real estate. And I think hopefully I convinced him, but here's the reality of it, guys. You, many of you don't believe that that's true either. You think that leads are hard to come by. That's the reason you guys are suckered into buying leads because you think they're hard to come by. But here's the thought for you. Every single person, you know, and this is not the topic for today's show, by the way. But every single person you know is literally in the market to buy or sell real estate. You know, adults, you know of nobody who would not buy or sell real estate if things made sense. You call me today or send me an email and say, Tim, I've got this, this, the other thing that makes sense, cash flow, rental property, boom, I'm in the market. You call somebody, your centers of influence and past clients have similar conversations, ask them what their plans are. They'll say, well, I'm thinking about selling sometime in the next year or so. Then you can say, well, if I could show you there's some financial advantage to having a house for sale now, if that was the fact, would you still want to wait if there's a clear financial advantage to you having a house for sale now versus a year from now? They'd say probably yes, or they might say, no, I'm still going to wait a year because I have kids in school or whatever. But the point is, guys, is every single person you know, if you ask them this simple question, by the way, Julie, who do you know who's thinking about buying or selling real estate that I should be helping in this market? Or who do you know that you think might be a good candidate for me to help buy or sell real estate in this market. Anyone you know that I should be helping? When you start asking questions like that on a regular basis, as a result of just your normal course of doing everything, you guys will have leads rained on you. And while this is still ringing in my head before we get to today's actual topic, I remember very clearly when Julie and I were selling real estate, we would consistently sell between 100 and 200 houses a year. We did that for almost 10 years. Hey, how about that? A real estate coach that actually sold real estate. Shit, didn't know those existed anymore. Huh. Anyway, my snarky comment aside, um, I remember every year, Julie and I would go through our transactions and we'd look to see where our deals came from. And we did prospecting, of course. We did overt prospecting, direct prospecting. We'd, you know, we'd made phone calls. Julie and I also did a fair amount of marketing. We did all those types of things. We started as we had, you know, prescribe all of you guys to start with your um, you know, doing the actual direct, you know, FISBO six, making calls. That's every one of you, those should be your primary spokes in your lead generation wheel. And then add other spokes as you became, as you become more efficient at those things and have consistent cash flow. A lot of you guys make the mistake of doing the paid lead generation stuff first, only to find out that not only does the paid lead generation stuff not, is it not as effective as the direct marketing, but it's also a hell of a lot more expensive. And that is unfortunately the reason that so many of you guys cannot afford to stay in the business because you never learned how to generate your own business. But that aside, 
every year about mid-year, Julie and I, and at the end of the year, we go through and we count where all of our deals came from. Um, we, you know, obviously sellers versus buyers, and a lot of those buyers came from the sellers because we always focused on listings. But you will have what we did. What we learned consistently every single time was the greatest portion of our business came from not from our prospecting guys, not from our marketing, but from centers of influence and past clients. And here's the specific group of centers of influence and past clients we got a ton of business from. Julie was a professional musician. She played in orchestras and bands, and we would get a crap ton of business from those folks. Did Julie ever show up to band practice and overtly ask for referrals and pass out business cards and all that? No, she always showed up looking nice. And she always said, I just came from a closing and they initiate conversations. And she reinforced this message when she saw this, these same groups of people every single week. And they started, guys, the moral of the story is, and Steve Myers, if I know you're listening, it's the reason I'm still, we're still on our coaching call, Steve. So that's what's going on here. <laughs> is that it's a extendo, right? Now I'm subjecting 127,000 people to your coaching call. You've got to be asking for business because every single person you know is in the market right now to buy or sell real estate. Leads are not hard to find. You listeners are in the market to buy or sell real estate if the numbers made sense, aren't you? Of course you are. So stop thinking of leads as soon as you get the, your mind clear of the fact that leads are in abundance, not scarcity, you know, lose your scarcity mindedness. When all those fools call you trying to sell you leads, you're going to be able to happily say, hell no, because you're going to realize that you can generate your own leads easily. And that's primarily one of the first things we teach you guys to do as part of our coaching program. Okay. I feel much better now. So Julie, anything you'd like to say to that before we get to our topic? Does too. Well, I yeah, mean, exactly. isn't that the lead that, everybody loves to get in your voicemail. Hey, you know, you sold me a house a little while ago. I know you from, you know, golfing, or I know you from orchestra in my case, and I'm ready to do it again. Everybody loves repeat referral center of influence. I mean, if we're being honest, it is an easier transaction. They know, love, and trust you, assuming that you did a decent job first getting to know them and possibly even helping them previously. But if you could choose, between all of the different types of leads, paid and otherwise, wouldn't you always help your friend buy and sell? Of course you would. Or a referral from a friend, of course you would. It's an easier transaction. They're less likely to ask for a kickback. They're less likely to make you compete for it. Not in every case, but in many cases. So why not work that at a higher level? So when we teach this in Premier, we talk about it from two standpoints. One is from expanding your center of influence, and the other one is, of course, taking better care of them through a systematic approach. So that'll be another probably whole call series because you're reminding me to get back into that, Tim, and we'll do that on another day. So today we're talking about some scripting stuff when you're ready. But before we do that, I just wanted to recognize a couple of people on Facebook. Mindy Longmire says, hi, everybody. I'm Mindy Longmire, owner and broker of Dynamic Properties of New Mexico. We're a small brokerage in Roswell where all the UFO nuts come from all over the world to attend the yearly UFO festival. We love our beautiful little city. We're excited to be coached by Tim and Julie. So thank you from UFO land. Actually, that's kind of on my bucket list. I think that would be an interesting place to visit. Well, I was just thinking that, Julie. I think you're, I think that nice gal just called you and I nuts. Yeah, that's okay. I'll take it. We, we, we do want to go there. Calls. It's fun. Get some of that alien jerky, right? Yeah, exactly. The little alien in, in. I remember that. Signs for that. Anyway, okay, so that was that. And then Beatrix Whipple, one of my private clients and also a great participator on the Facebook page, says, 
heading to do our Valentine's Day drop-offs to past clients. Now, Beatrix and her partner, Jennifer, are killer examples of two gals that get a ton of business from their past clients and centers of influence, mainly because they do thing after thing like this, the pop buys, the gifts, the connection, the conversations, the past client appreciation events. So she writes on Facebook, and there's a, a great example. She posted uh, about five or six pictures here. Heading out to do our Valentine's Day drop-off to past clients. Can't wait to deliver these candles, candies, and cards. Look closely, and you'll see our picture on the M&Ms. Thanks, Julie, for the great tip. They did uh, private label M&Ms, and they actually got their pictures on one side, and they did uh, white, pink, and red M&Ms as part of their pop-by gifts. So nicely done there. And by the way, this is their follow-up to the wrapping paper project not too long ago, and they absolutely did get a listing right from the wrapping paper project. So for those of you who think that this is too warm and fuzzy for you, and oh my gosh, I can't imagine talking to my past clients and bringing them some M&Ms, well, guess what? It works. So just one of the many spokes you should be following. And then a couple of very quick reviews of the book, Harris Rules, easy to get on Amazon.com, from someone calling herself on Amazon, Miss Walker, writes, the generosity with which Tim and Julie share the experience they've gained over decades in real estate reinforces their commitment to serving others. They have marked a clear path to success and invited us all on the journey. I thought that was very well written and appreciated as well. And by Luis, in order to be a successful business owner, you have to go make key decisions efficiently. Make the decision now to purchase this book and take action on what you learn. You will be blessed, trust me. So ready when you are, Tim, to get over to today's topic. So the topic of today's show, guys, I don't, how many did we come up with, Julie? Five or six? Are the most common real estate questions you, uh, you will be asked with answers. So here's the idea. You guys are going to hear and are hearing on a regular basis questions like, and Julie, let's just roll in, questions like, yep. how's the real estate market, right? So that's the first one. So how's the real estate market? You're going to hear that question. You're going to hear it in different forms. You're going to hear it, how's the market? How's business? You guys will get all these types of questions. And what Julie and I are going to do is we're going to walk through all the that one in particular, that's always the way people initiate conversations with you when they know you're in real estate. And some of you guys do a terrible job answering that question. Your goal is obviously to generate business, generate leads, give factual information, be of service to others. And so we're going to walk you through a very simple, almost Jedi mind tricky way of having conversations that always will lead to you generating more business. And so Julie, jump right in. Yeah, so here's a secret. Wear your name tag, your branded shirt, your hat, something that shows you're in real estate, and you'll get more questions about real estate. I was just on a call with one of our coaching clients, Deborah Davis, talking about this. One of the things that she does is she is a personal trainer in addition to her real estate practice. And I was asking her about wearing a hat that says, ask me about real estate or wearing her name tag. She needs to be getting more business from that center of influence. So part of this call is for her because I know she's listening. So again, wear your name tag at the very least. If you want to be asked more of this, more of these questions, how's business, how's the market, how's real estate, you know, a little bit of reverse prospecting is good when people ask you that. So let's start with how not to answer the two most common questions. And I have to say, Tim, the first thing that popped to my mind was, uh, I don't know if you remember this, when we lived in Vegas and I was in the CBS uh, getting something and I heard in the aisle next to me the phone ring, right? And so, you know, you kind of check and make sure it's not your phone and get back to your business. But I heard this person answer and she answered like, you know, Betty Smith with ABC Realty. Okay, my ears perk up just because of what we do. And a uh, little bit of conversation, conversation. Oh, hi, how's it going? And then the next thing she says is, oh, no, it's a terrible time to be selling. You definitely want to wait. 
not any questions about tell me more about your situation, not about how the real estate market is. And this was towards the end of the recession where this person probably really honest to God needed her help. And I just was mortified. I wanted to go over to the aisle next to me and just smack her and say, how about asking some questions and actually talking about real estate? You know, don't answer your phone that you're in real estate if you're not actually in real estate because she certainly wasn't. So anyway, I get excited about that because I just was so mortified. So here's a secret. Beware of answers that don't cause conversation. Beware of answers that are all about you or full of drama. So I'm going to go through some quick things not to do. Number one, the worst mistake is not to talk about real estate at all. So no answer is your worst answer. That's what we call secret agents. And our saying here is that secret agents have skinny kids. So point number two, slow, a bad answer, slow or great. These are equally as bad because they're one word answers which generate little or no conversation. Number three, I'm super busy. Okay, now what's this? You guys do that because you wanna sound like you've got lots of things going on, a really healthy business, which in many cases that's true. But does that mean to the prospect that you're too busy for them? that you're too busy to handle more? How many have you heard uh, when past clients do come to you, well, gosh, you know, it's nice that you asked. I thought maybe you were too busy to handle my business or that you didn't need any more business. Make sense, Tim, so far? Well, but you guys got, Julie just said something. We made that mistake when we were selling real estate. We would, and we, we did get, as we told you, lots of business from our centers of influence and past clients. But if you don't literally ask them or tell them it's okay to send you business, they won't do it because they think you're too busy. They're not sending you business because they think you're a jerk. Well, I don't know if that's true summarily, but I mean, let's assume that most of the, these folks who you did business with would love to send you business, but you just don't ask. Now, here's the irony of it. Why don't you ask? It's because you don't ask because you're fearful of looking like you need the business. So your ego is telling you, oh, don't ask for business because you don't want to make it sound like you look a, a desperate and you're supposed to be walking around looking like you're successful. And you're doing such a good job of acting like you're successful that you're not getting any leads because people figure you're too successful that you don't need any more leads. Isn't that hilarious? So always be in the mode of asking for business. And we gave you such a nice script. Who do you know that I should be helping buy or sell real estate in this market? Every single one of you, I don't care how introverted, how weirdo you think you are, you can say that. Just emphasize the words that I can be helping, that I should be helping, that you think I could be helping. Some version of that that resonates with you, that seems non-confrontational. I don't know how much nicer to make it, guys, but if you don't ask for the business, you will get no business. And the message you're sending to folks when you don't ask is that you're too busy, so they'll never send you business, or worse, that you're just too lazy to ask for business, or even worse than that, that they think that you don't ask them for business where they know you should because you are in the business of selling stuff, houses, that when you don't ask them for business overtly, that they think you don't like them or respect them. That's the, that's the little sort of mental game that you guys set up when you don't simply ask who do they know that you should be helping buy or sell real estate? Guys, it really is not that complicated. Listen to what head coach Julie is telling you. Yeah, so they do overcomplicate it sometimes. And, you know, we learned all this out in the field the hard way, and then we got it together and started getting even more uh, center of influence referrals, for example. So point number four, and this is the one that actually makes me the craziest. When people say, how's real estate? What's going on in your business? And the answer is something like this. 
I just had the craziest closing. I just had the craziest seller or buyer or inspection or appointment or closing. I just had the craziest, you know, whatever. Nobody cares about this. And you seem full of drama and ego to go on and on about your stressful situation. Agents do this a lot to each other because you commiserate with each other. And I guess on some level for five or 10 minutes, that might be okay. But your prospects do not give a crap. And it sounds like it's all about you, and it can come off very negative if you start agent bashing, client bashing, you know, lender bashing, closing person bashing. It's not good. So stop yourself from answering with, I just had the craziest or I just had the most stressful fill in the blank. Nobody cares. Stop doing it. Okay, my own personal pet peeve. All right, number five, uh, to answer how's real estate with anything like, well, it's really slow. Nothing happens in the winter. Nothing happens in the spring, summer, fall, ski season, school season, holiday season. You guys are bad about this one too, saying it's slow because, well, you know, it's because we had a snowstorm last week. Well, that's a great time to call everybody because they're stuck at home, right? So stop saying nothing happens in the whatever you feel like making it sound things are slow. I think sometimes, Tim, that less skilled agents do this kind of thing because they are secretly conflict avoiding. They're not facing the fact that, you know, I guess it's fear of success at some level, right? So what if the client says, yeah, I do need your help, and then you have to go help them, right? So Well, but, but hover there. But no, you do hover there. Okay, so why you guys are in a situation right now? Put yourselves mentally and emotionally, and you're in. Well, Julie gave you that example from it was like 12, 15 years ago, Julie, when you're in Lyant CVS. <laughs> I know, right? But guys, imagine if you're back there, and you'll say you're in you're in Starbucks today, and the person behind you, you know, you recognize them, you've seen them before, and you hear them talking about some real estate challenge that they have. How do you actually say anything? Do you interject any help? Do you, what, do you, what do you do? Do you just sit there and listen? Do you try to distract yourself and act like you're checking your email, or your voicemail? Do you all of a sudden find yourself studying the different forms of, um, you know, carbohydrate delectables they have between, behind the showcase? Anything but to put yourself in a position to actually let people know that you're in real estate? Isn't that funny? Because you know a lot of you guys do just that. Why? Why do you do that? Why do you, why do you hide the fact that you're in real estate? What, what is going on in your heads that you think that, is going to ultimately resolve in you being successful if you have that approach. Let me help you cut through it and save you about a thousand years of psychotherapy. It's because you have a conversation going on in your head, which is 100% bullshit. The conversation going on in your head is telling you that if you ask them for business or if you interject yourself in that conversation, they'll be rude to you. They'll yell at you. They'll shout at you. They'll ask you a question you don't know the answer to and you'll look bad. You will fail because they will all of a sudden, you guys get the point? Your mind automatically goes to all these worst case scenarios. And it, you, you can tell that because you start feeling like you're being, it's the fight or flight thing kicking in. Notice when you're in those situations, or just maybe mentally you can put yourself in a situation with the picture I painted. Notice how you literally feel the fight or flight thing starting to kick in. And what do you guys do? Most of you guys go to flight. In other words, you guys will not put yourselves in a position to help people ask for help. I'm going to tell you guys a true story. Julie and I are living in Albany, Ohio. It's one of the most expensive areas in Ohio. Um, <clears throat> this was a country club area. You know, this was a big deal for us. And we are getting more and more listings for a short while. We're the number one listing agent in there, you know, all that. So we had sold this house, double-ended this house for $565,000. Phil, you remember this, Julie? And guys, this is like, mm -hmm. this is more than 10 years ago at this point. Again, it's like, this might even be 
I mean, a long damn time ago. I'll never forget this. No, no, it was 650, something like that. We sold it. It was our listing. We sold it to him. He was out of town. He had mentioned it to me. He mentioned to me in late summer, early fall, the um, previous year, that he was going to have to put the house for sale in the spring because he's getting transferred. Okay. And we were friends. We'd been dropped off bottles of wine at Christmas. We saw him different places. We saw him at grocery stores. We'd said different things to him. Now he had passively mentioned he'd be putting the house for sale. And I told him I'd be in touch and maybe I'd drop something off at his house. But three or four months passed from when he told me to the spring. And I, other than dropping the bottles of wine off, I just assumed the business was mine. I didn't really go and pursue it because I figured, ah, screw it. Phil knows, you know, he, we got it locked in. Not only did Phil not list with us, but Phil, at a Christmas party held by a neighbor who had just gotten her real estate license, met two other sellers, both, both of which were also our past clients. And all three of those sellers listed with her. And I ended up asking Phil why. And he goes, because Tim, I told you I wanted to uh, you know, put my house for sale. And you never followed up. You, know, you never actually asked for the business. And then I assumed the same thing with the other two, but I never asked them. So the moral of the story was, even in our position of being dominant in this marketplace, of knowing these people personally, of having these people be our past clients, where we are friends, if not friendly with them, they still, because we did not ask for the business, he told me that the reason that he didn't just automatically hold the listing for us was because we didn't ask and he assumed that we were too busy. Guys, think about that for a second. That ha everybody who's been in real estate for any amount of time has ever sold any amount of houses. And that still leaves a scar <laughs> all these years later. Yeah. Not, because, not because of the last revenue, though that sucked, but because of the fact that I had essentially disappointed him. I led him to believe that we didn't care enough to ask for his business. What a bunch of crap. How lazy were we? Don't make that same mistake, guys. The old Chinese proverb of learn, you know, a smart man learns from his mistakes, so a brilliant man learns from the mistakes of others. That is the whole point of coaching, by the way. So we just, you know, there it is. Now, fortunately, we don't have a lot of stories like that because generally speaking, Julie and I are good at making one mistake once and never again. By the way, again, if you've not had your free coaching call yet, go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And when you do, we're also going to give you six free books, one of which is Real Estate Treasure Map. That's your 2018 fill-in-the-blank business plan. Make sure you get that, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. But guys, as we're taking you through this process, we're not just giving you points that you know we heard from some YouTube video or read in some book. We're telling you things that are from experience. More experience at this point has been gathered from the thousands of folks we've had as coaching clients than even the, you know, the, our own personal experience. But the combination of that, if you guys just listen to us and take what we're saying literally, don't overanalyze it, don't think about it, just assume that we're telling you it's practical and tactical, it is going to help you at the highest level, you will be amazed how fast you move uh, essentially your business up the hill. Julie, next point. Yes, very closely related. It's a bad time to sell or buy. So kind of like what we were just talking about. And point number seven, when do you plan on selling? The script that some of you have been taught and yet most of you never use and that's okay because it is indeed too direct for most people. You don't just come out with it without having any rapport building, asking questions, listening to their answers and all that kind of thing. So that's a whole lot of things to stop doing. Don't do it. Maybe you only do a couple of those things, but cut it out. It's no good. As Tim would say, no bueno. Okay. So what are the best answers? We talked about what not to say. What are the best answers to the two most common or three most common real estate questions? How's real estate? How's your business? What's happening in real estate? That question. Now, here's a secret. 
use questions which cause conversation and keep it all about being of service. What value can you provide? Make it all about them. So here's your, one of your answers. Real estate is great. What are you most interested in or curious about? Buying, selling, renting, or maybe investing? Real estate's great. What can I answer for you? Real estate's wonderful. I've been very blessed to have helped so many people recently. Who do you know who could use my help buying or selling property? If it's them, they'll tell you. Real estate's great. Are you curious about the market in general or about the value of your home currently? Questions, 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 right? So secret, use follow-up questions to drill down and dig even deeper. Tell me more about that. Paint me a picture. Ideally, how does this move work out for you timing-wise? So here's the secret. This is a pattern you'll use when speaking with your past clients, people in your center of influence, follow-up on leads, receiving referrals, etc. So you have to get good at this. People want to work with other people who are enthusiastic, positive, focused on their needs and are not full of ego. So the solution is actually a lot easier than the problem that sometimes they create with their goofy answers. The solution is, number one, always be positive. Number two, always ask questions which create conversation. And number three, be of service. Make it all about them. Paint me a picture. Tell me more about what you're interested in. You know, real estate's great. Tell me more about what you're asking about specifically for your home or just in general. Be conversational. So much easier. Back to you, Tim. And I've got to get to premiere. You do. So, guys, listen, these notes are like all the notes from all of our shows are posted on our website, timandjulieharris.com. Anytime you guys need us for anything, I'm getting a lot of requests lately from uh, folks, brokers asking for us to do private events. We will always entertain it. Um, we'll do like, you know, whatever you guys need us to do. If you want us to be on your podcast, just email me. If you want to be on our podcast, just email me. Now, oftentimes, if you're requesting to be on our podcast, I'm going to connect you to our show producer. Um, but for private events and whatnot, I'll probably just contact you back directly. That way we can just efficiently come up with a plan. So email us, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. Guys, listen, we don't say this enough. Thank you for continuing to make this the number one listen to podcast in the real estate industry for agents. That's our target audience. And we are the only daily podcast that is, you know, 100% focused on helping you guys bring your businesses forward and making this your best year ever. We uh, broadcast every single day. Um, and you can listen to literally at this point, thousands of past shows. And thanks to the 126,000 of you or whatever that have made this the number one listen to podcast. And thank you also for making our book and continuing to make our book the number one international bestseller that it is on Amazon. And if you don't have that book yet, it's called Harris Rules. If you guys need us for anything, we are all, we got your backs. You know, we do. We always do. Ask us if you need any help, Tim at timandjulieharris.com or Julie at timandjulieharris.com. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.